You're listening to the FUVFC Podcast on WFUVSports.org. Hello, everybody. It's a beautiful day out here in the Bronx. I'm Rich Franco, sitting alongside Christian Hoban. We're in a little studio two today. Two? Yeah. Different. Different for us. Not usually, a fan. We're usually in studio three for everybody who's listening. So it's a little bit different for us. Yeah, it's it's odd. It's unusual. And we're we're it's like an away pitch for we, us. It's an away game. We'll adjust. Yeah, we will adjust. We'll adjust. We are we are tacticians. Yes, master tacticians. Master tacticians. And we have a ton to talk about today. The slew of Champions League games yesterday, the Champions League games that are going on right now, as, as well, we record. As we record. So hopefully we'll stay away from those updates. Yeah, no spoilers, please. No, yeah, please, no spoilers. If you're listening everybody. to this in the future, please don't tell me how it ends. Don't spoil it, please. We're backing you. We had uh, pr- uh, an exciting Premier League weekend as well as a nice little MLS weekend. Yeah. We haven't talked about the MLS in a while. Some it's, some nice, pleasant New York MLS news. Exactly. As I NYCFC mean, have clinched a playoff spot. They have clinched a playoff spot for the second year in a row. And, yeah. And they might be getting a bye. Yes, they might be. Though it's it's coming down to the wire with uh, Atlanta for that second spot in the in the Eastern Conference. Um, Atlanta are three points back of New York City with a game in hand, and if they end up level on points, it's going to be Atlanta because their their goal difference is fifteen uh, better than New York City's. I'm 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 just shocked. I mean, Atlanta United has wow. just wowed everybody. What, I, do they, they, what do they beat New England by seven nil? They're just electric. They, they've got. They're fun. I, I like watching them. And with Joseph Martinez, right? Yeah, he's at. They they really missed him earlier on in the year when he was out. I honestly believe they would be in a much better standing if he did not get injured earlier in the year. And they'd probably they'd probably be solidly in second in the East. I mean, I, I Toronto mean, Toronto are going crazy. They're ten points up on anybody else in MLS at this point, but. Atlanta would probably be solidly second, if not challenging Toronto for that top spot. But their last, their last few games, they beat Dallas three nil. They beat New England seven nil. They had a three three draw with Orlando in the most attended MLS game in history. There were seventy thousand people at that game. It that was ridiculous. That I was, was fun. Asking, so I was I I know I was talking to my I was talking to one of my buddies who's getting into soccer now. He's actually a Spurs fan. And come on, you exactly. Spurs. And so basically, he was telling me that you know. No way that they'd sell out uh, Atlanta, the new Atlanta stadium that they're yeah. playing in. I'm like, no, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. They they're gonna sell it out. out. They sold out. And, and it, it was came, a great and atmosphere, back. and it wasn't it wasn't seventy thousand people who didn't know what was going on. It was a it, great atmosphere. Atlanta has a solid fan base. And yeah, it's great for all, MLS. It's great for MLS. I mean, all the new expansion team possibilities, new talks going on. Don Garber is doing a great job of building the MLS. It's it's gone. Soccer in the United States has grown so so drastically over the year over the years and it's worth pointing out in the two games after that 70,000 people attended that 3-3 draw Atlanta's won 4-0 and 2-0 in their last two games after that so pretty good run of form however who is not in a great run of form is NYCFC yeah a little bit of struggling they drew Houston at home Colorado on the road they lost to Portland at home which is a not a great loss um their last win was September 6th so three weeks ago at this point uh, when they beat Kansas City, so a lot that like the NYCFC season has has been the last couple of years, a lot of ups and downs. Um, but you know they made the playoffs; um, they're in a good position. I don't know about second place the way Atlanta's playing, and Atlanta's goal difference is twenty eight, and NYCFC's is thirteen. So 
if they're level on points, no way NYCFC is going to make that up. If NYCFC has to be a little unsettled here. Like they're I if for them to for for me being confident in NYCFC to lock up a playoff bye and and to lock up second place, they have to win out. Yeah, they've got their next 3 games are all on the road, which is tough. However, um, but Atlanta's, however, Atlanta's 3 of their last 5 games are at home. True. So it it Atlanta does have that that home field advantage there. I mean, NYCFC they they also play well at home. They they have their 10 wins at home. But historically, NYCFC has been a solid road team. They haven't been a great road team this year. However, in the past, they've tend to have gotten results on the road. So, I'm just worried for their current form as a team and and possibly finishing out the campaign. But definitely I would feel more comfortable for NYCFC if they win at, they I think they have to win out. I, I I don't know that they have to win out. Um I think I think they'd be all right if Atlanta got that that second spot the way Atlanta's playing the run of form. I mean, if you're a bunch of teams in the MLS watching the way Atlanta's playing, maybe you want Atlanta to take a week off and relax and <laughs> get a little sloppy. So yeah, yeah. I, if if so NYCFC, I don't think they're going to get that spot. Um, they're four games. They're at Montreal, at Chicago, at New England, and then they come home to Columbus. Um, but if they can win, if they can win one of those games on the road and get points in the other two, and then beat Columbus at home, I'd be satisfied with that run of form going into the playoffs. I mean, it's not ideal. Obviously, winning out would be fantastic for NYCFC and their morale, and that would probably get them the second spot. Um, but that's that's what I'd want to see. I'd want to see one win and a couple draws on the road. I mean, if you're going to have a loss on the road, maybe make it two wins, you know, <laughs> balance it out. Yeah. Get, but, get, get a little selfish. But there. yeah, I'd like I'd like to see I'd like to see points in all their games on the road. I'd like to see a win on the road and I'd like to see a win in their last game at home. And then I'd be I wouldn't be confident that they that they can, you know, get out of the Eastern Conference the way Atlanta's playing and the way Toronto's been playing all year. But I'd be I'd be much more comfortable with with those results than the results from their last four matches for sure. I would agree. I it's it is a they have a difficult stretch coming up. They they're only three points ahead of Atlanta and only uh, four points ahead of Chicago, so they have a lot of pressure on them. And one and one of their games is against Chicago. One of their remaining games is on the road against Chicago. Exactly. So that's going to be a huge match between the two of them to for those playoffs. And they have and they have similar point difference uh, goal differences. Uh, New York City and Chicago have the same goal difference actually. So. That'll be if interesting the, if to the see three, where... If those three teams end up similar or level in points, Atlanta gets that tiebreaker, um, but then NYCFC and Chicago are battling for that goal difference there. i got to love playoff talk. you got to love playoff talk. M- MLS, always keeping a little, things a little bit interesting. Other things, let's head across the pond, though. Across the pond. Across the pond. That was good terminology. That was good geography it, terminology exactly. there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of a pond It's size. a literary devices podcast. Exactly. Yeah. It, Edu- we're educating the yeah. masses. Here we, we, go. we like to educate not just about soccer, but about grammar. There we go. Big Champions League game yesterday. Borussia Dortmund oh. and Real Madrid. Real defeating Dortmund in Germany. At, in Germany, three to one. That was surprising. It was more of a match that I felt the scoreline did not show how even that it was. Uh, I, yeah, I'm looking at it. 52% possession for Dortmund. They each had 16 shots. Um, and I, I was surprised the way um, with the way that uh, Madrid came out, and they went up 2-0. And the thing that was surprising to me about that was the last time 
Dortmund have lost was when they played Spurs two weeks ago in the Champions League. Since then, they've won in the league five nil, three nil, and six one. Yeah, I believe. So they're they're in an okay run of form. They they, <laughs> they had a decent run of form, and they especially were, playing at home. Yeah, they were a little scorned after they lost to Spurs, who they felt they should they could have gone to London and gotten a draw. Um, and then they come home. They're at they're at home. They're playing Real Madrid. The big boys are rolling into town. This is the game you show up for. This is the game where you make a statement, you grind out a draw, maybe even shock Madrid with a last-minute goal and pull off the full three points, and they just rolled over and got nothing. And it, it, it's a difficult result for Dortmund here. It's, and it's, a, and it's a especially difficult result because they knew Spurs were playing Opowell. And that's that's three points for at, as, as, at, as, as good of a fight as Opowell put up. I did watch the whole match. As good of a fight as Opowell did put up, you knew all along if you were Dortmund, you couldn't count on anything less than three points from Spurs in that match. So you needed something out of this, this match. Yeah, and this and this is worrying. You know, this is at home. You expect to to grind some to get points, and for Borussia Dortmund to not get points here and not get points the week prior. Yeah, I mean they sit third place with a negative four goal differential. Yeah, and it's it was exactly one of the things that was interesting to me about this group is that it was the exact same score lines for Madrid and Spurs. Madrid and Spurs both beat Dortmund 3-1 and both beat Apoel 3-0. So they're both six points plus five goal difference, and Dortmund's sitting on no points with a minus four goal difference. I, I'm, I'm, I'd I'm, be worried for Dortmund. I, Dortmund, things... Dortmund need, at this point, to get back in the group, Dortmund are going to need to beat Spurs at home and need to get a need to get a point somehow against Madrid at the Bernabeu which could very it well could be happen. possible it could happen I mean, Dortmund is it it's a they're a talented they're team. a talented team this match as i said the scoreline did not really show how even the match really was Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo scored two fantastic goals and, and Gareth, Gareth Bale. Bale oh what a goal oh. still doing great things for Spurs with yeah, that goal exa- Gareth there you, Bale there you go <laughs> are you happy now i you know what i'm very happy there you go and I mean, let's let I, I will before jumping to the Tottenham Applewell game to talk about Harry Kane's hat trick. Little spoiler Perfect there. Patrick. Christian Pulisic sat on the bench. Yes, he did. And he only he came on later on into this in the second half. I believe he came on in the seventy sixth minute. Yeah, he came on for, for Goetze. For Goetze. Now, Pulisic, I I watched part of the mat the earlier part of the match, and he was very upset. Yeah, and as I mean, as he should be. He's been a big part of Dortmund's team. He started at Wembley against Spurs. And moving on with Dembele moving on, it seemed like this was going to open up the door for Pulisic. Yeah. I thought it would. If I, I mean, Christian Pulisic expecting to start against Real Madrid in the Champions League is incredible, and it is incredible. And I wanted to mention how what type of wonders that that does, at least for. U.S. soccer as mm-hmm. a whole. I gotta, I gotta plug U.S. soccer here. Yeah, you gotta plug U.S. Talking soccer. Talking Dortmund, we gotta talk Christian Pulisic. So it was upsetting for for me to not see him in the lineup yesterday to play against Real Madrid. However, I do think he will eventually get his opportunity to, to start games. Maybe we'll see. I mean, they didn't get the three. They didn't get the result that they wanted. So maybe you'll see them do a lineup shift. Little lineup I mean, shift. I'm, I'm sure he'll get into the lineup against uh, Opawell their next game. Uh, in the in the group stage, I don't know where it is if it's uh, at Apoel or at Dortmund or when it is, um, but that has to be their next game because they've already played Spurs and uh, Real exactly. Madrid. Um, so he'll pro- he there's a, I think he's got a good shot of getting into that lineup. Um, Dortmund should get three points against Apoel, but you never know. I mean, Apoel I mean, didn't look bad yesterday. They they did not. They 
they honestly they had a few they had, decent they had a, shots, they had, chances on goal. They hit Hugo, they hit the post a couple of times. Uh, they hit and, the, they hit the bar, and I and believe, then Hugo Lloris had a couple of phenomenal saves. Just his defense just abandoned him, and then that and one a where he blunder there. a little blunder. That where he he did kicked, not. he cleared it directly into Davinson Sanchez's back and it almost went into the net. Um, but a couple of other plays where he had to make crazy acrobatic saves just to keep Spurs level at nil nil, and then Harry Kane. Harry Kane with with the perfect pure right foot perfect hat trick strikers hat trick right foot left foot header perfect hat trick. That's the perfect hat trick. Yeah. I believe that's the is that the Alan Shearer hat trick. I believe that's what that is called. Yeah, one hundred percent. I don't sure. I don't know about all the the British soccer the, terminology, the technical terms, the technical there. terms. But he scored with a, his right foot, left foot, in his head. So great. That's great that's, day for Harry. That's for Harry six Kane. six hat tricks in the calendar year twenty seventeen for Harry Kane. He did say that he wanted to contest with Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. He wanted to reach that type of level. Yeah. And I don't know that I mean I don't think obviously I, he's not Ronaldo or Messi, but in terms of a, his goal scoring pace at this point in the Champions League, five goals in two games is pretty impressive. It's great aspirations. He outscored Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo only has two. Two yesterday. Harry Kane had three. So Yeah. He's on he's on pace. He's, he's on, on pace. Yeah, he's on pace. He's on pace. But Spurs Spurs as a team didn't look great yesterday. Um, but I will say this, they were playing without um, Christian Eriksen, who didn't make the trip because he was sick, uh, Jan Vertonghen, who's suspended for his red card he got against Dortmund, uh, Deli Alley, who's still suspended for his red card he got last year in the Europa League, uh, Moussa Dembele, who was hurt, and obviously without Danny Rose and Eric Lamella, who are still hurt. So that's a very weakened Spurs lineup. They were playing with Kieran Trippier at left back for... Who I believe had, a, had, like an assist on, the, had the assist on the Harry Kane header. Uh, the he- yeah that, yeah at that at that point uh, Serge Aurier had uh, left the match and Kieran Trippier was back over on the right side and got his uh, nice cross in for the for for the assist there. Musa Sissoko had an assist. Musa Sissoko has looked good um, this year. Uh, has looked like he's turned it around from being a big waste of money last year to being not so big of a waste of money this year. Not a big waste of money for Spurs. Three 0 victory yesterday. A li- uh little troubling though for Liverpool. Yes. Liverpool Oh, it's drawing. always it's always troubling for Liverpool. When is it not a, troubling? A rough run of form for Liverpool. It, if, I'll say this, it's always an interesting match in it when you when you have a match that features both Liverpool's incredibly potent and quick attack and Liverpool's sieve of a defense. You, <laughs> it you, keeps things interesting. It, it keeps you on your toes. However, I will say defensively, Liverpool looked Fairly solid yesterday. They yeah, they did. They dominated possession sixty four. They only had four shots, and only two of them on target. And only two on target, and one of those was in fact a free kick. Yeah. And what's troubling is that Liverpool could not put another goal into the back of the net. What what's what else is troubling is Karius is keeping on that free kick. He should have had that. I, f- look, free kicks are are always one of those things where. You, you never want to give them to a team because they set pieces is where a team that is not in a match will be able to beat you. And Liverpool saw that effect yesterday. Granted, maybe he should have gotten saved it, but you can't you, rely. I, you, yeah, you can't you can't rely on your keeper to save it. I mean, they should absolutely. I mean, you, you have to rely on, on your keeper to, to I mean, save you, the ball. You, However, you, should, you shouldn't give up the free kick in a dangerous place in the first place. Exactly. But st- but he still should have saved it. He should he he more was, or less should have saved it. It was a good free kick, but it was in a place that, if he had reacted in time, he would have been able to get there. 
And this is a little bit troubling for Liverpool. They've draw they've drawn twice here early on in the in this group stage. However, one of them was to Sevilla, which which is essentially, I believe, is the better the best team in this yeah, group. Yeah, they're the best team in that group. But if Liverpool don't get points against uh Marbor, they're gonna have If they a, don't get three points against Marbor, they're gonna be in trouble. Th- this is this is troubling. Because for now Liverpool. they're level with Spartak Moscow at two points apiece. Uh, who Spartak Moscow Spartak have to Moscow. play Sevilla, uh, which is going to be trouble for them. But still, uh, if if I am Jurgen Klopp, I'm I'm looking at my team sheet and I'm trying to figure out what can we do better. I mean, they had 16 shots, six on target. I it I guess it's just one of those things where they just are not finding the back of the net, and Liverpool has to figure it out. They have to figure it out, and it's still concerning to see. Um, Dejan Lovren in the Champions League, he's not a Champions League player. He's just not. Well, he's bad. They're they're having they they have their issues with their back. They have line. their issues with their back line, but I mean, he still shouldn't be in the match. Even he's be, he's worse than their other alternatives. But whatever. Uh, we're we are not we are not in we are not in the dressing room, so we cannot. No, we we're not. Judge. The, I, I mean, technically, I guess I'm not the manager, so you know. But whatever. I I mean, it. They they need to figure out the right combinations because they it's it always seems like they'll go into one game and they won't dominate possession the way that we're used to but they'll score a bunch of goals and then they'll go into another game and dominate possession but they they won't get as many goals as we're used to seeing from them and it it seems like it's a combination of midfield and forwards that there's just there's always some kind of disconnect either the forwards are on one day and it doesn't matter what kind of service they get or what kind of possession Liverpool have. They're going to score. Mane on the counterattack, Salah on the counterattack. And then other days, the midfield's clicking on all cylinders, 60-70% possession, and then there's just the and they take a million shots, but it's a few, very few of them are on target, and only one or two of them go in, and it's a it's a close win or a draw. And it, it's just it, there's just a disconnect that they need to figure out at some point. Yeah, things just think, don't seem to be clicking. And with... I think the what, what could click is what could help it click is an informed Coutinho because he's he's the guy who can be a solid midfielder and help them with possession but who can also be creative in the box and score. So as, I think he would he be did the key, yesterday, as, as he, he did, did yesterday. yesterday. I mean, he they sorely missed him last year when he was out and he is definitely one of those guys that can just change a match and yeah. and like so, He's like, a great goal. Like like Mane as well. I those are the two guys that I look at on that Liverpool side, which are these these are my producers. These this, this right. is my connection from my my back line in midfield to my forwards to be able to to distribute or possibly put the ball into the as, back of it. Yeah, as good as Firmino and Salah are, they're they're complementary pieces to Mane and Coutinho in in a in a team in a team that should be in a team with the quality that Liverpool should have, Firmino and Salah should be complementary pieces. You shouldn't be counting on Firmino as your striker to score your goals. You shouldn't be counting on Salah to create the way you count. You should count on Mane and, and Coutinho. Coutinho to to uh, to put the ball in the back of the net. Manchester City Ugh. won two nil in their match I don't yesterday. Like how good they are. They are looking very quite good. Quite good. They sit atop the Premier League standings, right behind Manchester United, and Tottenham and Chelsea and Tottenham. Yeah. So, first of all, great goal by Kevin De Bruyne. 
And Sterling gets one late to make it 2-0. But, again, domination from Manchester City, 18 shots to 6. I mean, they they took possession. They had possession most of the game. I mean, it's just, it bothers me to see how good they are. Can I say that? Their last five matches, ugh, I don't even want to read this out loud. 5-0, 4-0, 6-0, 2-1, 5-0, and then 2-0 yesterday. Is that good? They they seem to have figured things out in the back line, which was their it, which did seem to be their issue last year. I think they figured out that it's hard to let up goals if you, if most of the other team's possession is getting the ball out of the back of the net. That <laughs> is 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 the best defense the best offense? Yeah, the best offense the best defense is a good offense. Yeah, and they've they've got the best offense. It's it's definitely looks scary. They, I, I it's mean, it, you know what's surprising to me that they've played six games in the premier in the Premier League and their goal difference is only plus nineteen. Only <laughs> plus nineteen. Yeah, I mean, so they've only they've only won each game by an average of just over three goals a game. That's honestly surprising to me. I would have thought it would be higher than that. But it, it I mean, they're scary. They've got crazy. a potent attack. Uh, I, I they they prove they're proving me wrong to an, to an extent here. I I didn't think that Pep Guardiola would be able to push this team to that next level this year even with the immense spending that they had and I, I didn't want to think it I think we knew I think all of everybody knew before the season started that it was probably going to happen we just didn't want to admit that it was probably going to happen that Manchester City were going to walk the league this year I I don't think however that they will walk the league they're going to walk the league I, I don't believe they're so. going to walk the, oh. I I, I don't. Hon- I don't like to admit it, but they're going to walk the league. I honestly believe that Manchester United. Have, Manchester United have a great team. They do, and I. They be- do. and I believe that this Man United team might be better than this Man City team. That's that's hilarious, I, Rich. You're hilarious. I, you're telling I, me jokes, and they're hilarious. Look, I'm. I am a funny guy. You are a funny this, guy. This this is definitely serious here. I think we could go. Manchester I think we could United. go position for position, and City would would probably be better than United at most of them. Not keeper. But maybe that's it. Um, I don't know. I like they've got a, up up front. Aguero's better than Lukaku. They've got they've got the wings. They've got the midfield. Ugh, they've like I find me somebody on Manchester United that's as creative as Kevin De Bruyne. You can't slot on Ibrahimovic. All right. Well, he's gonna he's gonna he'll be not, he's not gonna he'll play for back. like another eight years. He tore uh, every ligament in both of his legs. So now. I, I honestly think that City and Manchester United will be the teams that will be able to yeah. to run to run the table. I, I mean, d- Chelsea look good, but I don't think they're they're going to challenge for top two I, at I, this point. I I also agree. Chelsea it's had a obvi- nice win, four nil. It is it is early on in the season. I mean, we're only six games into into this. Premier yeah, we League are season. we are this only six games in per, Premier League season. However, judging on these first six games. The top four are the teams that I honestly think will will end will, up in will, the top. Will four. end up in the top four. I, and I I, just, th- I think I think as early as I know we're six games into a thirty-eight week season, but I think genuinely this is a pretty good predictor of how it's going to end up. City, United, Chelsea, Spurs. I think that's probably pretty going to end up being pretty accurate. It, I I I could see possibly a fl- a flip flop between City and United. And a flip flop between Chelsea and Tottenham. I, I mean, so could I, but I didn't want to say it first. You don't want. He, he didn't want to. He didn't. Want I didn't. To jinx I it. didn't want to. I didn't want to like be that guy to be like, oh yeah, Spurs are totally going to catch Chelsea. I mean, I think they can. I think obviously, there's 32 weeks left in the season. Anything can happen. But I think 
if you had to ask me right now how the top four was going to shake out, I would say it's probably going to stay the same. I mean, it'll fluctuate during the year, but I think ultimately it'll end up City United, Chelsea, Spurs, which is what it is right now. And this weekend, we'll get a little preview as to what is going on in this Premier League weekend. Tottenham take on Huddersfield Town. Yeah, so I think you're going to see a heavily rotated uh, Spurs team there. I don't think you're even going to see Harry Kane. Um, they've had they've had a lot of matches. I know we're coming up on the international break, um, but Harry Kane's not exactly going to get a break there because he's England's first-choice striker. So I, I would not be surprised at all if you don't see Harry Kane and a couple of other players that get a lot of time in their with their international squads. Uh, Sun Hung Min gets a lot of time with South Korea, so you might not see him. Um but I th- so I think you're going to see rotated Spurs squad, but I don't think I think they're going to have all their big guns on the bench ready in case Huddersfield uh, keeps it close or somehow uh, pulls out a lead early on, and maybe you'll see Harry Kane. But I I think it's just, uh, Pochettino's not too concerned about this game. Yeah, I, and it's going to be an interesting weekend for these top four teams because of this Champions League match midweek. Yeah, which is a very which is very impo- which is a very important match because. You're fighting. You're fighting for your position in the group, so you are playing your your better players. And Manchester United take on Crystal Palace this weekend, which Crystal Palace proven in the past to trouble the top four teams. Uh, they lost five nil to Manchester City last week. They did lose five nil to Ch- Manchester City. However, in the past, in the past, they, they, Crystal Palace past, has has been the team to trouble the top four. I and don't know they, if I trust Roy Hodgson at all. We could see Christian Benteke take a corner. Yeah, we and we'd probably be more likely to see Christian Benteke take a corner than we'd be to see uh, but it w- Crystal Palace pull but, off points. But, but it w- but it would be a di- uh, an, a difficult match for Manchester United coming off the Champions League game earlier this week. And I honestly think the headliner this weekend is, of course, Chelsea Manchester City. Oh, that's going to be a good match. I we're going to see what Chelsea's made of. It this will be a true test of can. Manchester City's tough front line withstand a tough potent defense. I want to see I want to see the wingers against um Marcus Alonso. I want to see how how he holds up against them, how they hold up against him. He's a great uh, fullback. Um it'll be it'll be an interesting matchup because I do think despite the fact that we can all agree that City are more talented than Chelsea because they're more talented than anybody. I mean, you would argue United, but we can agree they're more talented than Chelsea. I do think Chelsea match up well. I do think Antonio Conte is going to have a good game plan. I think he's a better manager than Pep Guardiola, so we'll see if that works, uh, if that helps. Um, but yeah, it'll be a it'll be a fascinating matchup, and it'll be interesting to see who in fact plays because of this midweek Champions League game. So that's definitely. Yeah, they, but they both have. The, I mean, Chelsea are playing today, right? So I mean, they both have. Right, that but midweek games right, but that's, to worry but, about. Right, but right. that's my point. Is yeah. it's going to see? It's going to be interesting with a game like this with the implications to see who and who in fact plays on each side. Mm. Maybe a little ro- roster juggling there between the two giants, two of the giants yeah. in the Premier League. And there you have it for today. I'm Rich Franco, Christian Hoban. Thanks for listening, everybody. 